When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to episode 22, season 12 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Today I'm joined by Alex and Spooky. How you doing, boys? Very yeah, good. We've had a bit of a morning, haven't we? Uh... A little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, in my head, what this podcast was going to be was um, we're going to talk a bit about the game against Brentford. Why are we like this? Why are we playing like this? All that shit that every other podcast has been talking about this week. But the vast majority of the people that were sending in questions were, well, there was, there was a couple of things. There was One was just saying, we'll go through some of the questions and obviously answer them directly. But one was saying, saying like, you know, you're happy with Enoch and what's going on at Spurs. And then the other, there's another, there was one bloke going, the reason why you, you never criticise Enoch is because you're paid off by the club. There are a group of people out there that believe that, that we are so influential <laughs> that the club feel the need to line our pockets with money so that we don't criticise Enoch or Daniel Levy. Bearing in mind, this is a podcast where we've talked about shagging De- Daniel Levy, <laughs> licking his bald head. We've said all kinds of mental stuff about Daniel Levy that would definitely offend him and he probably wouldn't want to hear. Um, but but some people think that we're sucking him off all the time. And um, I, I, look, I, I guess where this comes from for a start is that we haven't been as vocal. When I say we, I, I'm just talking about myself. I haven't. You, you guys have your own opinions. It's not like we all share the identical opinion about Daniel Levy and Enoch. But my position has always been from where we were in 2001 when they came in they didn't actually get controlling power till 2006 from 2006 you can see a clear upward trajectory to, of, of what's been happening at Tottenham and and it's been slow and steady progress and there hasn't really been any tra- um, any um, trophies in that time apart from one league cup I think uh, and, and I can just see that I can just see the upward trajectory and I can see that continuing although and I'm sure we're going to talk about this. I am moving. My dial is moving towards a scenario where Enoch aren't at Tottenham and Daniel Levy isn't at Tottenham anymore. Not like I think that will ever happen. But that's my feeling is that perhaps this is the right way for Tottenham Hotspur to go. Alex, before we go to Spooky. Alex, where, where are you at currently with Enoch and Daniel Levy? Uh, I think the same as you, but just further along the path. Really, I've always said uh, my approach has always been exactly the same as what you've just said in terms of where they took us to where we to where we are. I I think it was incredibly naive to kind of dismiss those things that have been achieved. But I'm tired and bored of um, 
not of the slow and steady. I get the slow and steady, but I don't. You can't buying a selling to buy, or a philosophy of 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 the of the philosophy that we clearly have within the transfer market. It, it doesn't matter who says what, what journalist says what, what anyone thinks. The 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 last twenty years have proved what our transfer market strategy is right sometimes it works and we get absolute stormers sometimes it doesn't and then that's the cycle that that fans and their ire kind of go in but you can't charge what tottenham charge about to post record revenues and still be in a position where this is our our transfer policy and and that is where the the issue comes from no matter what it is whether it's the style of play on the pitch what manager it is it's a question of of is is the club moving forward and and I've landed on a place now where I genuinely believe that uh if they can get fourth the cheapest way possible I think they're majority happy with that as a club what as opposed to speculating and and for for a league title challenge they're I think it's too much I think and and they might be right it might be too much you might not be able to convince compete with city and well, um, done it well exactly but you know, I'm just saying, you know, long term, you know, or if I, who knows whether they're right or not. But that's, um, you can't sell us, don't sell us the dream if you're not, if you're not going to put us to sleep first. Because you told us this is what the stadium is for. <laughs> this, is what the, this is what the training um, ground was for, right? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. You are at this point now where you've got a manager, you can't h- hiring the types of managers that they've just hired. It has to. You have. You can't just. It's not just a face. If you're not going to back him, you might as well just. Well, I don't know. I was going to say something. Bad they, they haven't not backed him so far, I and mean, we've got another transfer, whole transfer window to to, yep. to see and, what might happen. And that's also a good point. And that's what I did say this morning in our little chat was. Uh, that's where I'm at at the minute. But I am. I think if if January is big dog. And I and I say we should wait, for, and I'll be happily proved wrong. Wrong. And I'll happily wait until the summer, but we say it every single year. Yeah. Th- this summer, it's big this summer, next summer. This summer, maybe a January, and we should be there thereabouts. It's exactly the same every year. And I'm tired. <laughs> I can't disagree with any of that. Um, Spook, mm-hmm. what, what are you saying then? Here we go. I, I I can't disagree with a lot of the the sentiments behind that either. It's the, there's there's nothing there's nothing I can dispute with you know the the energy around the club. If we if we are this big club, we've got this foundation, we've got this training ground, we've got a super stadium, we've got loyal supporters, we charge a lot of money for season tickets. The foundation is there. Now the the the, the financial side of it, I'm not an expert in it. Right? I don't understand why. We're still holding back, or it appears that we're still holding back. Can we compete with City and Chelsea right now? Can we pay? It's not just about wanting these players. These players know that if they pick one of those two teams, they're going to win something at the end of the season because of the monopoly that these clubs have, because of the way they've been doped up over, you know, it's not even over years. It's 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 almost generational now. If you go back and you look at the Uniteds and Arsenal's who pay more wages than we do. They do that for a reason because we were left lagging for so long and having to catch up. And yeah, there's the positive side of what Spurs have done. We've caught up more or less, but we're almost like proud of what we've done as a club. And I mean that from a board level that we've put in, put ourselves in a position where we're always in amongst it, always accidentally challenging or contending just from the outside looking in, not quite smashing the door down, but always there. Somehow, even when we write Tottenham off, we we somehow do it again, and it's almost like, well, we don't need a template or a blueprint or a design. It's just fucking chaos. Just puts us in this position, and then the argument comes around to why aren't we consolidating? But really, the 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 cusp of it all is why aren't we actually planning ahead? Why aren't we ruthless? Why aren't we looking at what do we need? to do what we need to do. Now, arguably, that's exactly what we're doing right now. We're just living through it. We appointed Conte. You know, we backed him in one summer. Obviously, disputable, again, whether you think that was enough. But surely there's steps to be taken, even in, in the moment. Um, and, and I guess that's where 
my my brain's a bit tangled with it all because as much <laughs> as much as I agree with Alex, it's and as much as it feels like we're repeating the same thing season after season, I don't, I don't know whether a lot of the context is is appreciated or respected. And I know that sounds like an apologetic way of saying just wait and see, wait and see. And how long do you do we sit here and wait and see? But what are we up against? We're up against clubs that are just so far ahead of us. So ultimately, oh. what, what you're asking for is something that's probably not doable in a Jan window or a summer window, or even even five of these fucking windows might be too much of an ask because they're always stepping forward again. So it, it, it's tricky. We don't know what Levy's thinking and Enoch are thinking, right? You know, can they sell a $4 billion football club to someone and whoever buys us, can they actually come in and spend money? Or are they going to just look at the profit margins and do exactly what Levy's doing now? Have we just put ourselves in a position that's impossible to break out of? Or is that just an excuse? Is there a means for us to go right? How much is that player? 80 million? Chelsea are bidding what? 90? We're bidding 110. Can we actually do that? Because if we can't... I think... I think what we, what... Uh, yeah. I, 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 sorry to speak to cut you. The, the, I think that the, no, no, go just, for it. Just to, You're going to have just... to cut me off a lot. I know, I know. See, just on that, though, we're not... We're not asking to compete with Manchester... I don't think people are asking to compete with Manchester City or Chelsea. We appreciate the gap between the two clubs and the owners and the motives of the owners, right? We understand that. And, yeah. and I'm sure people that are enic out will... That's what they want. They want a nation-state to take over Spurs so we have unlimited money so we, can, we don't have to hear of a player having a release fee and Tottenham not meeting it because of the sake of saving €6 million. Euros. Like this Porro guy that... I. I don't know much about him. I've been told that he's very good, that he would improve us. He has a 45 million euro release fee. If we are after him, like another club, Newcastle, for, again, that was owned by Nation State, they would go and just pay it and wouldn't think about it. That's what people want. Some proactive, aggressive transfer business. Um, and and, and it, it doesn't seem like we get it. However, I've just looked at transfer market, which uh, just shows the arrivals and departures. Spurs, according to what I'm looking at right now, which is um, the ingoings and outgoings, Spurs paid 169 million euros, including the Romero transfer of 50 million euros. And we got back 38.75. That's a speculation of over 100 million euros. Is that not what people are asking for? Or is it just that those players aren't as good as what they hoped they would be? I'll let Alex answer, but I've got something to say about transfer. Um... Go on then. I wonder if that includes. I wonder if that includes, you know, th that was not going to include things like Ndombele and Lacelso, where we couldn't. Um, it includes their loan work. transfers out. Includes like so yeah so they're what nothing or whatever the loan fee is a million million and a half yeah, whatever whatever it is yeah. And what I mean is, but event those players are expendable essentially. So yeah. there's going to be some recoup from them anyway. That's just a question of timing, right? And if they've got them on loan, then we don't know what the situation is with with things to buy at the end or whatever so that's that's part of it and like i said i think you're right i don't think anyone is asking to compete with man city and chelsea well, just just no. quickly alex is that not yeah. speculation over 100 120 million euros that we, we've that's gone out of the club then and, and not come back in on players that's yeah. that is that not what people want yeah but it's not what it is of course it is but the, the issue that we've that we've got is that if we're not careful, football will leave us behind again. Spooky talked about about Spurs being left behind, you know, through the nineties or late eighties or whatever it would, would, however that timeline worked. We have to accept that football is moving in this direction. Another top four place is gone now, long term, because Newcastle are here, right? So that's that's three spaces pretty much nailed on, yeah, for the most part, or let's say two, because Liverpool, you know, might go up and down. Who knows what's going to happen with their ownership as well. They're going to so, be bought by Saudis. Yeah. So, so what I mean is, is, regardless of what you think about it, of whether you think a nation state is is a good thing or a bad thing, uh, this the speculation has to has to continue. And part of the reason why people get frustrated and why you know, and I'm not Enoch out for the most part, but why I'm frustrated is the fact of everything is there in place now and has been um, for for a little while now. 
for us to be able to go and and do these bits and pieces. Now we might be proved wrong. January and the summer might show, but actually, you know what? This was what it was. They wanted a full year with Conte, uh, and the long term targets over a, a summer January summer process prove wrong. I'll be ecstatic. And if we get the players that he wants, and then it doesn't work because that's just football and the way and the way it goes, fine, no problem. I don't mind finishing third to City Liverpool. I don't mind finishing fourth to City Liverpool and Newcastle. Because those are things that, like Spooks wrote, we probably can't compete with long term. But finishing finishing below Arsenal in this year or next year is unacceptable. But it, but but when but when you look at how they've behaved, it makes complete sense. They they have speculated significantly. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. And that's what we need to do. I think. Yeah, anyway, we, de- we, 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 de- we We definitely need to. We definitely need to be more aggressive, right? If we, if there's a play that we really need, the manager really needs to be able to push on to to consolidate whatever it is the defence and and the right wing back uh, position. We've got to do that. Otherwise, we're just we, we are holding ourselves back and then delaying everything, right? But this thing about competition, they our fans do want us to compete with City and Chelsea and, and Newcastle, and and arguably, right? Football cycles work in weird ways. There's always an opportunity. There's always a season with someone who does have a lot of money, doesn't do particularly well. That's happened. That's happened in, in the last 10 years, right? And that's been the seasons where Spurs have elevated themselves, maybe above and beyond what they're really capable of. And it's well, yeah, of we've been a bit massively from United dropping off, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then Chelsea have an off-season and, and, and whatever else. And, you know, in the Leicester season, th- things can happen. You have to be ready. But also, you can't just wait for those opportunities. You have to always be ready to compete. And then, then obviously, at the end of the day, if City have spent 200 million quid in the, in the summer, the likelihood is that no one's going to win the league other than them, right? It's going to take something disastrous to happen for, for City. So I don't disagree that, that our, we sh- the club shouldn't be thinking, well, is it really worth it? Let's not spend the money. But, I mean, quite obviously, that's the wrong way to look at it and I'm sure they're not thinking of that they might be thinking of ways of being competitive in terms of what they're looking to bring in but I, I guess where it all gets clouded is 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 in amongst all the sound bites and the rest of it like we spent 50 million on Bentoncourt who could have be perceived as a lucky signing that we weren't sure who we were going to get that window we raided Juventus we bring in two players who play above and beyond what we expected them to, to 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 perform by right. So the the whole thing about transfers is there are players that are going to cost a lot of money, and that again falls into the bracket of can we really afford them? The entire package, the agent fees, the wages, the rest of it, if they are also being looked at by Chelsea and City and whoever else, and and do we need to be more astute? And if we are more astute and we're buying someone for fifteen million quid who might be now, I don't know, worth fifty sixty million. What, why is that an issue when we're actually doing that bit of business? Because I, I've seen I've seen the criticism. We're linked to a player right now, 50 million quid, and people saying this is typical Enoch, typical Tottenham. Is it typical Tottenham then to buy a Bentoncourt? Is it typical Tottenham to buy a Modric, a Berbatov, a Carrick? All these players that we do end up signing. You know, maybe that unfortunately is where we're at as a football club that well, we have is, to this... pick off these type of signings because the ones that you're saying we should be going for are the ones that are looking and not they're not looking back at Tottenham. These players are looking at yes, yeah, Spurs would be might be a stepping stone if I can't get my move to Man City. Or they might be looking at Tottenham and thinking, Why do I want to struggle there for a couple of seasons and win nothing? When I can walk into the city team, sit on the bench play 20 times, 25 times, get my get my winner's medal. That We're up against that. So I'm not... What I'm trying to say, Al, is I get it. I want us to compete with City and Chelsea, and I get that what we need to do to be able to do that is spend money aggressively. And, the, and, and it just comes down to the fact that we probably don't have that money to be able to do that. I don't, I don't unless, know, someone's, I, uh, unless someone can prove me otherwise, you know... Um, just on that again, like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure how accurate this website is, but according to Transfer Market, right, we spent in in 2021. <clears throat> uh, this obviously includes both transfer windows. 110 million pounds uh, euros over in that period. We received 13 million in transfers. The next one year was we spent 95 and received 34. 
and obviously the one I just mentioned about 169 in 38. But in our last two transfer, last two transfer windows, we've signed Kulisevsky, Bentenkor, Brian Hill, Emerson Rao, Jed Spence, Basuma, Romero, Richarlison, Perisic, Longley. It's quite active when you look at it on paper. Mm. Yeah, but it's I mean, but when you convert that to pounds, it's roughly what sixty million quid net a year. But we're 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 fixating again on on the amount of money going out. Like, yeah, yeah but I'm just saying, Chelsea, Chelsea, and City are over. They're overspending on these players. I'm not talking about. That, that, not. I haven't meant like this morning. We didn't mention anything to do with Chelsea or City. We know it matters, mate, because they're, 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 that's who we're up against when we're looking at these players that we need. Yeah, but the difference is the team, team, surely. The, the difference right. is that we're we're not the way we go out and do it, and and although we get you know particularly last window, I was you know I said at the end of last of the summer transfer window, I thought it was absolutely mental that we had not got a right wing back, uh, and if they're going to buy someone like Jed Spence, who Conte obviously does not want, <laughs> um, then then that's that's part of the that approach as well, right? But. The issue, I think, generally is, and whether people articulate it in different ways or not, I don't know. But the issue is it doesn't seem like that we are even... Take Chelsea and City out of it, right? Okay. And maybe United to an extent, because because I know you know their, their commercial power is mental, right? So they're always going to have that money. But with the rest of that area, it still seems that every everything that we can possibly do has always just seemed to be try to be done as cheap as possible now as a business that's that's brilliant that's good that's what you want to do but it's that narrative that becomes very very tired and it's hard to get behind you know even though we spent then... 60 million quid on a backup striker but what i mean is 60 million quid net a year in general of investment into into the core asset of your business the product right uh, for a for a club that's for a, what is supposed to be what a three or four billion pound. It's not club sixty now? million pound net a year though, Alex. It's more. Well, it's more, it's more than that. Sixty seventy million quid net once you've converted across, them across four seasons. But last, well, no, it's a thirty-eight million euros out. Uh, sorry, in and one hundred and sixty-nine million euros out of the club. That's much more than sixty million. Yeah, but you, we did about the last three years, so we averaged it out, yeah? Yeah, but it's better for my opinion if I just... Yeah, okay, well, I wrote it down <laughs> and I averaged it out. But what, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is um, uh, it just doesn't... I, I hope that I'm proved wrong in January in the summer. And this, I'm at that point. I'm not saying I'm completely there yet, but I'm at that point now where if it's not going to happen in this January and this summer, then then... I think we have to accept that it's what, just not does, going to. What does this summer... I mean, a lot of people ask this question about what do we need in order to finish top four or, or challenge, not, you know, in, in the coming seasons. But what does a successful January transfer look like? It's got to be... Whatever, whatever Conte wants it to look like. Is it true? I heard... Com uh, um, so I read something on Twitter that Conte said he was happy with his back line. I think he's got... Yeah, but he, yeah he, that is, that's just a diplomatic answer. So, so he's not going to... So my, my issue here, right, and, and, and we were talking about this, is that without Romero, who, um, in my opinion, I will re restate it again, should have been available to play against uh, Brentford. Brentford. Anyway, it's a different conversation altogether. Um, without Romero in it, that, that back line is easily, by a country mile easily the weakest in the top six and it may even be the weakest in the top 10 currently and under Jose Mourinho we had a back line of Tanganga Sanchez and Dyer, and we played against Newcastle away and it was almost like his hands are tied he's had to play that back line three years later those three players played for Tottenham against Brentford not all together Sanchez came on for Tanganga at the weekend that has to be down to, um, to 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 Enoch or, or more more over Dan, Daniel Levy that these substandard players are still the the, the core of our defence. Mm -hmm. Tanganga isn't the core of our defence, but it, do you know what I'm saying? The fact that we should enter a Premier League season three years later and Tanganga is still part of that back line, there's a failing there. There is a failing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I can't disagree. I can't disagree with that. You don't have to. Genuinely. Yeah. Just, just, just in terms of the way that we do manage the squad. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to pretend that this isn't a problem because there's so many parts, uh, unnecessary cogs in the machine that need to. I don't know if that analogy even works, but there's so many parts of this squad that should have been moved on, and we should have been doing that in the last three years, and not be in a position now where we have to offload a fair amount of players, right? You know, players like Sanchez can come in and play brilliantly for 10 games and then that's it. Eric Dyer is up and down. You know, he, he, he he's a patchy player um, who was fantastic up until he was recalled into the England squad and then he went to shit again. And now he's just got absolutely no self-confidence. He's doing things that you do in the Hackney Marshes, you know, just like thinking... Like his, his concentration, his focus is completely shot. Seems like... Um, so the... The, the, these players do need replacing, and it's um, it's, it is. Listen, the, the the thing with Enoch, the thing that that bugs me out is, is 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 everything that we've been speaking about, really, and we speak about this every season. What right now? What is our identity? You know, Pochettino probably gave us what we all wanted from a team. Okay, the identity, style, belonging, the players, the heart, the spirit, everything, everything connected. And then you come out of that not managing it well, and then you kind of look at the team, you look at the squad, you look at the club, and you've got to ask, what is, who are, who are we meant to be? What type of team are we meant to be? The thing I've banged on about is bringing in Conte, very unlike, it's not, it's not a Tottenham appointment, right, for a number of reasons, not just on the managerial level, but the style of football. Much like Mourinho was, a, uh, was an experiment, Conte was more of a calculated one in terms of, you know, he might bring us something that we're missing, that winning mentality uh, from top to bottom within the club. And, he's, he, and he has had a positive, positive effect because he's shown us and shown the club, perhaps, that if you want to achieve certain things, if you want to set a benchmark, you have to work at a certain level. And for yeah. the most part, the noises out of the club, Paratici, the work he's been doing, just, just everything that I've seen and that we've seen, you can argue that it's heading in the right direction, but it still needs a bit more. We can't just settle with what we've got and go, well, you know, maybe Conte can, can do do a job with this player and that player. You know, Spurs, I spoke about this recently. Spurs went out and bought Jed Spence, right? And, and Conte's made a big thing about it's a club signing. Should we be making club signings for the future right now? Should the club be looking that far ahead when we're in the moment? We yeah, should I think be it's in, backing... Yeah. I think it's it's good practice to do that. And it's most managers practice, wouldn't wouldn't but... have handled him in the same way. Like Conte has to take responsibility. What do you think? What what you answer that question? Well, well I, I think it's fine buying Jed Spence Spence in the future. Used. And yeah, or, or Conte and, and Levy agreeing. Look, buy me a right wing back now. What you you can buy Spence, but I'm not going to use him now because that's not who I'm looking for. And and if there's an agreement, then that's fine. It's just two different streams of. You know, just an awareness for the future and an awareness for the present day. The point more is related to what is the blueprint this club have? Like, is, is Conte in for the short term to get the most out of what we want? Well, it's is hard. Conte in it's, to change? It's difficult to see a blueprint when you don't even know if your manager is going to be here in six months. That, that exactly. he's not committing to. And, and every everything around the club, I think, which adds to the you know the unsettled nature is. We don't know what we're going to be looking at in a, in a year's time, and I'm sure that isn't that that is as much about Conte and him having this position where oh, well, the club needs to match my ambitions and stuff. Yeah, I, I I get it, but you know you can leave any time. But, but the contract thing is creating an issue. Sign a fucking contract for two years. You know you can walk away at any time anyway. So just sign it so we don't have to be confronted with this. So this is an, another another air of so we're not at least a false sense of security that that fans definitely need when when thinking about the long term future of the club. Sign a four year deal if it's offered to you, 
Then if you get sacked, you work away with loads of money, just remove that monkey from the back. It's not an issue that we should have to think about constantly. Oh, is Conte going to be there? Is Conte going to be there? I mean, I've got to say, the style of football at the moment, I couldn't give a shit really whether he's here or not. It's it's not fun to watch and it's 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 um it's difficult. But look, I'm not saying get rid of him. That's I'm not saying Conte out. I'm nowhere near that, right? I I want him to stay. But the his lofty attitude of himself doesn't match what's happening at Spurs currently. So I'm just I don't know, that's what I'm thinking about there. But this is I think my point was, and it was more to for Alex to answer, just to get a different perspective, is 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 there even a template that's possible in modern football? Because there's so much urgency around being successful and not and not falling behind. And you can see what happens at other clubs when Newcastle you know, get a lot of money. It kind of changes the landscape again. Like, is there is there a way to imprint a philosophy on a football club like Tottenham? Like people wanted Potter and they wanted this kind of five year project type of thing, which I don't think exists anymore. Mm-hmm. It's almost like in the moment, if you have the resources. And, and the capacity to compete, go for the jugular every single time. And obviously Spurs are not doing that. They're always looking <laughs> to build into something or evolve into something. And with Conte coming in, it was about this winning mentality thing, right? And if that doesn't work for whatever reason, because we can't back him or he's not comfortable being at a club like Tottenham because the money isn't there <clears> or for whatever reason, what then happens after that? Do we afford Pochettino, you know, in this in this fantastical theor- theoretical scenario do we afford him one or two seasons at what point do we turn around and say well it's just pretty football mate there's no end product I, you know we're never going to win anything just play pretty which is exactly what people were saying at certain points in Poch's tenure even though it was probably the most glorious five years or two peak years that we what had. are you asking me uh, yeah what, what's the question I don't know can you build can you build a a, a, a no, you're right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just ranting for the sake of no, it. No, no, you say lots is... of good thing, but you, you said, you said like five minutes ago, I want Alex to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what, what is it that the club need to do in the short term to, to, to build into like a long term, um, ex- kind of long, long term presence? If you look at Liverpool or, C- or any of these other clubs that are competing, right? Mm. They just seem to do the same thing every season and they just evolve every season and they have little dips but they, they're back on it again where Spurs are trying to get in that position where they can then find that consistency to be competitive but we can't quite jump up to that level so so is it as simple as what you're saying just speculate more is that, is that it? it because you can throw... behave, behave like behave like a four billion pound valued business <laughs> All right, I don't but... think there's another business on in. I don't think there's many other businesses in the in the world where you can get away with charging the highest price in the market to your consumer. Mm. Talk about sell the biggest possible dream as a cons- to the consumer, and then not operate in said manner. And I think they're getting away with it. Now, it, it, would they be able to? Even if they did do that, would you be able to compete with with City and you know? Let's just talk about Man City and, and let's say Newcastle long term. I don't know, probably not. But what do you do? Give up? No, you, you're in the one of the biggest industries in the world, the rich one of the richest industries in the world, and you have been in the top six of that richest industry in the world for a decade. It's it's time. We're in we're in top ten, Forbes, which is club yep. list. Um, we're also fourth in the league and qualify for the knockout stages of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, yeah, we've, there hasn't we've... been progress. There hasn't not been progress, however. No, I'm not saying it's progress, and I'm not saying we settle for that and and, and you know, warrant no, war a trophy. And the rest it's representative, it, but... though, isn't it? For fourth, fourth in the league is representative of yeah. Look, and, and we're better off this game week 16 this year compared to game week 16 last year. We're five points better off. So you know. Look, 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 where are you at then with just the the, the kind of the, the reaction to it? Because when results are good, when things are going well, when everyone seems to be on board with, with everything, everyone shuts shop. I think the moment what... there's a bit of adversity, it, it, it then well, reverts no, back well, to... 
that is to, the nature of protest. And... Like, yeah, that is the nature of football. But the, the, I, I would is say, it? should it be? Should it be fans, like that? No, but you're fucking asking people be that not fickle, to be man. If you're asking people not to be reactionary, Spurs fans, Spurs fans. Fair point. I <laughs> we, 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 we all read about it. You wouldn't have had a blog. Yeah, we would have started this. People weren't reactionary and want to hear what other people think, and then. You know that's that's football fandom, man. You, you wanted me on the pod today to bury me, didn't you? Really? No, no, no. I think we've had. I yeah. think we've, I, I take what you say on board. You know, and I'm and I'm still in your position. I got another. If January, if they prove me wrong in January, I'll sit and suck him off just like you. I am. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! I am um, swallowing everything, mate. I, I, I'm 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 calmer than I was when I started the pod because of you, Spook. So um, it's not. I'm just trying to. Do the I'm just trying to be balanced with it. I don't uh, like I keep saying this, man. I don't disagree. Maybe, maybe I'm fixating on the wrong things. Maybe you're you're maybe me fixating on people. There's no right the way, way they're to, reacting. There's, there's, no, there's no right way to react to this, though. Speak, there's no right way. It's such a nuanced and difficult thing to truly understand. And my issue with a lot of Enoch Outlaw is it's so binary for them. Mm. And, and 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 there yeah. is an unling, uh, uh, it, it, from my perspective when I I read the tweets and we get attacked on Twitter and accused of taking money from the club so we don't <laughs> speak about the things we're speaking about today that there is no room for conversation it's it's just this is what I feel and you're a twat if you don't believe me <laughs> and I'm like I don't not believe you but there is no discourse you know, the bit we, do you remember we had, and this is uh, to prove the point, look, uh, about two years ago, there was a guy, Sava, and he had a podcast, and he's direct, polar opposites mm. to the way I, I, I feel about Tottenham and Daniel Levy. But we managed to have a podcast and have a decent conversation about that, where he had free reign to say whatever he wanted about Daniel Levy. And we've also agreed with another guy um he's he's been away for a few weeks so he hasn't been able to do it who is staunchly staunchly uh enoch out and D daniel levy out staunchly and we were going to come bring him on and, and have, have that conversation as well but there was a question here that um i wanted to bring up ah, fuck, i've lost it um oh yeah from lee bennett he says and this is what's curious to me because i feel my like i said at the beginning of the pod the needle moving somewhat towards enoch out um Lee Bennett, he says, is it just me or has there been a turn in the uh, Levy-Enicout debate in the last week? Seems more people are coming around to it. I, for one, am Levy and Enicout. Think Spurs have reached the ceiling with Enic and we won't go any further under the current strategy. Right, while we've talked about a lot of that, but mm. do, you, um, do you agree that there is a, a sort of shift towards Levy out or Enicout, Alex? Um... I don't know because I think it's easy to some see that you know like a kind of rolling that rolling momentum that you see on social media sometimes it looks like that and feels like that when really nothing's much has changed I couldn't agree more with that guy's sentiment I feel like there's a ceiling that has been hit with the approach that we take and and the next level needs to be done by by someone else that's my charitable way of saying it now mm. um right so that moves on to the next question right yeah would you rather, this is from uh, Michael Kenyon Water, he says, would you rather stick with Levy and Enoch for the next 15 to 20 years or would you prefer new owners such as Newcastle? However, the new owners have the same grey cloud behind the scenes surrounding them as Newcastle, as any of these massive nation states, you know, that, that, that buy football clubs these days, as, as is the case with, with Abramovich and, and, and Chelsea. Uh, for me... There will be numerous podcasts from back in the day where I'd be like, you know, I'd stop supporting Spurs if that happened, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> no one's going back. No one's going to go I, back and listen to it. I, it's, football, football as, a, as an industry, as a sport, as an entity has moved past that point. Give me, I, I, I could not care less. Give me it. Okay. Wow. Very, very okay. honest. Very honest. Spook? I don't know. I, I, I would hate myself for being hypocritical. I don't think I can... I think I can spend. I, you, it's a cheat code, right? Like if you if you're going to experience something, if you uh, play video games. Sorry, Alex, I'm going here. If you if you if you if you play a video game Alex and, and um, walked off, <laughs> and 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 it, you know the, the entire narrative. You know, if you're going to experience it on a, on on a on a difficult setting, that means that you can't die at any point in 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 the, in the game. 
where's the excitement? Where's the where's that that where's that hope that something might happen? Where's that where that where, where's that belief that something might happen? If, so if, to challenge that speak is that it's that no hope, it's no longer a cheat do, code. Well, the, here's the thing. I was that's exactly what I was going to move on to, which is why I'm conflicted, because when you've got one or two teams with the cheat code, then fair enough, then you're all screwed. But if you've got five, six, seven teams with a cheat code, then it kind of becomes a something. Got like card be. update. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't don't try and get involved in the analogy. Graphics yeah. card yeah. update. <laughs> but the point is, it then becomes more competitive, right? Because everyone's throwing money at everything, and then suddenly you you bidding ninety million for a player, thinking no, oh, no one else is going to bid ninety million. You know, you got five other clubs doing it. So then it comes down to what option is best for the player. You know, where they think they're best suited, and it becomes more competitive. What that does to the rest of the league and football is in itself not great, but I'm not, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. To, the way I see it, right, and this is obviously really distorted and demented, is that we have tried for, for as long as I've supported Tottenham to become something more than what we are, right? We were a cup team when I was a kid, and then we went through this, the last 20 years of positive evolution. It's not that we haven't tried to win trophies. We have. We've got to semi-finals. We've got to finals. We've got to the Champions League final, which seems surreal now. We have tried. We have done everything right, but not quite got past the finishing line for whatever reason, whether it's squad depth, whether it's that lack of experience to, to, to anchor ourselves on, to find that extra bit of something. We've always tried to do it the right way, whatever that is. And it's disputable because we're still a rich club, right? And we're, we're, we're far more privileged than, than a lot of other clubs. And we've had a lot of great players. But we haven't quite managed <coughs> to get there. And it feels like when we do, it'll be the greatest money shot ever. And we just retire. We quit football. We're I, um... playing Tottenham. We never top it. But if we suddenly get bought out, then it changes everything. And I'll tell you how it changes everything. Those players that we, we, we're desperately wanting to sign that go to City and Chelsea will be like, oh... Oh, Tottenham have got money now. Yeah. 300 grand, 400 grand a week. They can pay my taxes as well. I'll go, I'm going to go Tottenham. This is too crowded at City. Love too it. crowded at Chelsea. And then we start winning things. And, and to me, as good as it will feel to goad everyone and, to, and say, have some of that, what are you going to do? What you're going to say that we're only winning things because we're spending money? That's what you lot have been doing. My kind fear. of get that. And I buy into that. But mm. it, it, to me, it's still a cheat code. I, I can't, I need to work, work past that. And I don't think I can. My fear though, Spook, is that we're already at that stage. We're already at that stage where in order for Spurs to be successful, we, we, you just simply have to operate in the way that Man United and Man City and, and, yeah, and Chelsea, uh, and Chelsea do. So we, we and, and also know that football is and has been a cesspit for years. In terms of... Um, you know, having an ethical grounding and support. Oh, there's, yeah, there's no ethics. It's yeah. too late. Like, it, it, yeah. there's yeah. No, there isn't a, Spurs, a single Spurs fan or a person that, that that creates a podcast or any kind of media who, who benefit from the very, very dubious uh, companies that operate in football and people that operate in football. And you know what? Fundamentally, 95% of football fans do not give a shit. They don't care. Look at the Qatar World Cup. Everyone yeah, was banging yeah, on about it. It's yeah, the yeah. worst thing that was ever yeah. going to happen. Everybody watched it and absolutely loved it. Not everybody. There are a few people that were, you know, kudos to them, um, you know, just didn't watch the World Cup. But everyone else did. It's all over Twitter. It's a constant conversation all the time. People just do not give a shit. And, and, and you're asking them to. And it's and it's nice, but it's just not realistic. Realistic. Every person, every the, do, do, you when when. So the question we always used to ask when we got confronted with like Enoch out, why do you love Daniel Levy? The question is was always from our the com, the way we combat it, it when we spoke about it. Typically, I'm, me and Spooky definitely would be. Well, and and T, I remember T asking the question, well, what do you want? And now we know oh. the answer. What they want? They want a Trophy. Saudi. They want Saudi owner. Oh. They want yeah. a Saudi owner who has yeah, yeah, as much yeah. money as Man City. But that's what do what you want. guys want? What do you well, that's, that's the journey I've made. That's the journey I've made because I was always. <laughs> but that was when uh, the, that was when the playing the playing falls were level. Relatively. Yeah, I was. I was. I've always been Levian. I've never had a particular issue with him. Frustrated at times and oh, for fuck's sake type feelings. But 
but never staunch about it. You want an oil but baron? I genuinely am at a point now where I think you know whether whether you're being charitable. He wants an oil baron. Can you? Yeah. Whether you're being charitable or whether you're being charitable or not, as in the next step, they're just not able to do for us, and it needs mm. another thing, another another entity, a bigger entity. And the bigger the entity is, the more dubious it's going to be, regardless of whether it's a nation state or a company. You know, you could have Amazon take us over. There's plenty of stuff that is not great with them either, or you know, whoever. But we are at a point now where, if you are to be able to to do what you need to be able to do in football in terms of winning stuff, that is what we need. Uh, and I, whether we want it or not, it will happen yeah, two times. It will happen. Of course, it, it will. It will happen to every big club in the Premier League, and it will filter down into the Champions League. And what we will have is essentially. Sorry, a championship. What we'd have essentially is a domestic super league, which lower, smaller clubs cannot get into because the money differential between between the Premier League and those others would be so great because we have that ability to spend. What really needs to happen is people that govern the game need to prevent this from happening by being ultra strict with financial fair play. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They are to a certain extent, and it does to a certain extent affect the way Man City operate now and Chelsea operate and Arsenal will have to look at the way they're spending I'm sure um, but that's the issue that's the issue Arsenal are the issue aren't they let's, let's not pretend that what they're doing at the moment yeah. is That's not... made it worse. It's made yeah. it worse. And, and because they're proving our model wrong. I don't want to put it on record though. I don't want to put it on record. That's the thing but you have the, to. You, just, can't, you can't not acknowledge it. Just on the contradiction just on the contradiction of where my head's at. Like I, What you say now I completely agree with. I would welcome new ownership right now. Right? I, that's not I think most people would because it'd be something different. I think that kind of refreshes and reboots everything because you're thinking right this is a new way of doing things what scares me is what that new ownership looks like you know what because morality no not so much the morality it's it's if you look at some of the american investors in 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 united and okay i mean liverpool they got it right didn't they i mean um so there's there's always a risk you know there's there's I, i guess it I guess what everybody wants at the end of the day. It's so weird, you just said that. When, when you just what? said that, with Liverpool, they got it right. Like, well, they 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 kind of did. Hundred percent, they got it right. They smashed it. FSG were incredible, right? And and before that, as as as, as Alex was saying that before, then the second time around when they got American, it was Gillette before. But 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 what I'm saying is, is that they got it right. It was who got it right? What is that? Like, it's an existential concept. When you say Liverpool got it right, who? The owners. The fans had nothing to do with it, so it's nothing to do with mm. them. They just benefit mm. from luck of the, the luck of the draw. The but that's it. So what is I, I, who? Well, they had a manager. This is it, man. Well, they had a manager and and a manager and a chief executive that were placed in charge of football in matters, and FSG provided cash. And they had a manager and a chief executive in Twine, where it took some time. You know that four-one at Wembley. You know, I remember listening to the radio after that about how many wanted Klopp out, right? You know that that there was a there was a turning point, but the difference is, and, and everyone talks about Van Dyke and Allison and all the rest of it. Of course they do, but it was two targets that they paid over the odds for because that manager said, "This is what I want and what I need to give you what you've hired me to do." Yeah, and that's what it feels Tottenham won't do. I think they'd say, Conte would go, here's, this is this is what I want. Here's the player A, here's player B. All right, well, we'll go seven, We'll go as hard as we can for player A and B, but actually what they're probably what it feels like we're going is kind of 75 80% to try and get them. If we can't get past that, well, I've got player C and D here, which should probably do the trick. We, 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 we were linked heavily with Van Dyke, and we didn't get him, and therein lies, lies a problem. Just, just want to, just for a moment, take you back to what our, Backline would have looked like if we'd signed Van Dyke. Oh, don't do this. Man. I just want to. I just want to because I remember talking about it at the time. On the right 
of our centre-back uh, three would be Van Dyke. In the middle would be Toby Alderweireld, and on the left would be Van Vertonghen. That would, that would have been the best defence in the world. And Mane was linked. Feel good? Feel good? Cool. And, yeah, and Mane. Mane. And, and, and that's a great point, Mane, right? Because that was Liverpool going and paying more wages at a time. And 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 it's pub and it's and it's known because he talked about it from in uh, and with a, a reporter in Senegal that it came down to eventually down to those those wages and of want feeling wanted more by Liverpool, and that mm. uh, that that was the first time where I was a bit like at this point of where Liverpool are and where Spurs are we'd obviously we'd been in the Champions League then at that time was I don't understand why we can't go and go and get that player, and that that's that's an example of frustration i'm not saying that's the be all and end all but it's a it's a, a nod to Lads, the type of issue i have now i'm, I'm not sure like, this is the, the, this is why this topic is so difficult to move forward is because there's so yeah, many exactly. opinions and all of them are right and all of them are wrong depending on your viewpoint but i did put a request out on uh, reddit on quiz on reddit and um we've had a fair few replies so i don't want to just not go through those when I've asked them and then they've responded. <laughs> that would be a dickhead move. Um, okay, so we've got one here from Brew to No One. It says, Do you think transfer do you think this transfer window will make or break Conte re-signing? Um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. what what in what so if he doesn't if he doesn't sign? I can't give you the parameters. No, no, what I'm saying but... is if what does that look like? If he if he if he um if he doesn't get defenders or whatever it is that he needs, it might, well, he might as well leave now or does he just run his contract down to the end of the season? What's, what, I think the worst case scenario is he doesn't get who he wants. He feels that, and he feels that that, that it hasn't been, the the club haven't you know tried hard enough or however you want to phrase it. Uh, that comes, there's like murmurs and rumours and stuff by the end of January and then by mid-February, end of February, beginning of March, he ends up walking. The best case scenario is he gets the two free players that he wants and we do exactly in the second half of the season what we did last season. <laughs> um, all right. I want to rattle through these. Um, but the top-rated question was uh, with 21 upvotes. Kill, marry, or fuck? Potch, <laughs> Potch Ryan Mason, or Conte? Kill Mason, uh, right? I know it's harsh, harsh to say because obviously... Uh, yeah, I'd, yeah. marry yeah. Potch. Kill Mason. Fuck, fuck Conte. Conte. Agreed, Speak. What's Mason ever done? Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I think that was an easy one. Uh, Sorry, gonna, Ryan. Mate. Spooky, you're going to love this. Uh, Qua, Qua, and I expect us not to say a word for like five minutes here. Um, Qual Sonic, he says, uh, wasn't all this more enjoyable in the 90s and 2000s when a loss and a draw seemed inevitable and a win to be celebrated? We weren't bombarded 24 hours a day with rumour and gossip. We weren't exposed to all the unli- online hate amongst fans of other clubs when football was just a game. Yeah, but also no. I I I like us wanting I, 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 for for a long time. Us talking about the title was was fantasy, right? And and in the last ten years, if anything, reality, what, yeah, yeah it, what what Levy and Enoch have done has put us in a position where we are now talking about why aren't we buying these players to in order to challenge for the title? And people will say, well, it's nothing to do with Enoch and Levy, and Levy really. Because it's just the evolution of a club like Tottenham with the supporters that we have and the loyalty and the money that we have, and, the, well. and yeah, the money that we're spending. Like Al said, the, the season tickets and the rest of it. So we're in a position where we should be. We have a right to be in this position. Again, <coughs> Levy and Enoch have done a good job to 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 get us in this position with the foundation. But I'm not disagreeing with um, with anything that's been said on the pod. That I do think we need to step up. I'd rather be in this position right now than back then because was back it, then was like, it more fun though? I don't think it was more fun. I think you're looking back with rose tinted glasses. It was yeah, hell. It, it was hell it, at times. Do, do you know what it's like to 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 all, never win away from home? It felt and again, it's probably an exaggerated memory. It never felt like we won away from home, and when we got a point away from home, it was like it it was celebrated, but it was it was such a small club mentality. As I, rem- I remember. Paint. I can specifically remember an away win. Like this season, I couldn't tell you how many games we have won away. Mm. Over the last, you know, the last sort of 10 years, I, I, I have no idea. I've lost count of the amount of times we've, we've won away from home. In the early 2000s, I remember us winning away at Leeds, 1-0, <laughs> Robbie Keane scored. Yeah. And I'm like, what? 
What? We've beat Leeds at Ellen Road. Are you fucking mad? Who scored? We were Brighton? bad, mate. We were we were so, so shit. poor. Shit. And now the, the and they were and they were good. That was the problem. The frustration really is good. that we know we can be so much better. Do you know what I mean? That's where that's where the where people get irritated and frustrated with the club and the owners and, and whoever else is that we could be so much more than what we are. And I think everything that Al's talking about and buying those players. There's no guarantee, right? We can buy the right players for the right manager and still win and do nothing. But I think, as a fan base, we'd be more accepting of, you know, that we're doing everything in our power. And we're quite obviously not. So I'm not going to dispute that at all. We can do a lot more. But also, at the same time, Conte worries me as well. In If the club think for a second that he's not going to commit no matter what, then that will probably have an impact on what we're going to do. What's the point? In this window. If they yeah, feel, exactly. If, but then, but then you I'm look saying. at the club again. Sign the fucking contract. Get on with it, yeah. Sign the fucking contract so the club can then back you. So basically, yeah. his odds Conte's going, mm, yeah, well, look, I'm, I'm going to ask you for £80 million for two new centre-backs, right? But I'm not sure whether I'm going to be here in six months. Now, I know... And, and Daniel Levy's going, right, so you want me to spend what, close to £100 million on two, play, two new players without shifting other players on, and you're not 100% committed to what we're doing. The next manager might not even rate these players. I, I haven't got another £100 million to spend on two more centre-backs. Conte is, is, is complicit in this problem. He has to. Agreed. You can't, Agreed. you cannot, you cannot. And, and, and it's different from Pep. And, and I've said it, well, Pep got the best coaches in the world signed rolling contracts. Pep Guardiola is so good that it doesn't matter whether he signs a new contract or not. He's going to be there if he wants to be there because he's not going to foul. You can't guarantee that Conte won't foul at Tottenham. So there he has to sign a long-term contract. So the club know he's invested in the players that he's bringing in. He has a role here and it's really, really important that, um, that he understands that. I'm sure he does. I mean, listen to me. <laughs> I'm sure he, this has crossed his mind. Anyway, let's fucking move on quickly because we've got more other stuff. Um, this is one for you, Al. Uh, Chilito Burrito, he says, who would win in a free side match between the extra inch and the fighting cock? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> All I'm saying is uh, Alex is very good. John Bass is is very very I'm not saying he's better than you Alex he's, he's an excellent footballer like he is class and your class you know I mean there's no like um I think I think I think Alex and John alone would probably beat the extra inch and Bardi you're listening to this if you want it you can get it anytime we can we'll, we'll just use some colourful language beforehand and uh, they'll be all flustered and stuff <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah okay Next question. Uh, Sifty says, are we conceding first because of our, play our players, our tactics, or our opposition exploiting one of them? Another person said, uh, uh, Diverman6969, he says, uh, will we ever score first again? I don't know if we will. What, how good will it be if we go one and up against Villa? Like, what a feeling. Oh, mate. What oh, a mate, feeling. Like, I've got, I, when, when we scored our second goal, I didn't move against Brentford. No. I've seen it. I've seen it before. I've seen that. Mm. I've seen that movie mm. six times this season. Mm. <laughs> Just control the first half. That's what. I'm, do you know what? More than a last-minute comeback. I just like a nice controlled first half where we're the better team and maybe go Spurs in. Are like, Spurs are like your kid when you've had to count to five. You've asked them to do something, right? And then they haven't done. Talk. Sorry about that. We seem to have lost the end of the podcast, but it was only Alex talking, so it wouldn't have been that interesting. I hope you got something from this. I'm not sure if we've moved the conversation forward at all. I'm not sure where I'm at, really, in terms of Enoch and Daniel Levy and what the future of Tottenham holds and how to, you know how football is, is changing and whether or not Spurs need to change with it. Would slow and steady be enough to keep up with the other teams? Or do we need a complete change in the way we operate and sign and sell players. I think there's arguments for both, but do let us know uh, what, what, what you took from this episode. And uh, yeah, we'll be back to normal next week. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Oh, come on, shut up!
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.